0: This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. Uh, I definitely have RBF, resting bitch face, that has
1: served me well. I think it's my stance, it's my attitude, whatever I exude to other people, and beneath it, I'm fucking tired. (laughs) I just want
0: to take a nap or just, you know, sit down, process things how I carry myself. Well, I'd say 75% authentic, 25% fake it till you make it a little bit. The confidence and the you can't affect me, nothing you say or do can affect me because it's not about me. Even if something does affect me, pretending like it didn't and then convincing myself that it didn't, I do a heavy, heavy, heavy amount of rationalization of what I should be feeling and then kind of forcing myself to feel that way, especially if I'm in a situation where I've been hurt.
1: One more thing to add, I have a lot of tattoos and Some piercings, so it exudes this thing of uh, I'm strong and can handle a lot of pain, which I can, but but
0: it's about how others see me, right? This is one of those quintessentially eight armor layers. In fact, strength is the thing I identified first when I encountered the Enneagram, it's the thing that made my eyes immediately turn to type eight in every book i encountered i knew that was me as you'll hear aaron and i don't define strength quite the same way though and when i put the question to you you didn't either but what remains true right across the board is that strength plays a very important role in our eight lives from the youngest age i needed to be the fastest strongest toughest kid in the schoolyard I needed to feel that way for my own sake, but I also definitely needed other people to recognize that that was true. I've been surprised more than once to hear that not everybody values strength the way I do. It's times like that where I have had to question whether or not strength is everything I make it out to be. But the truth is, I'm really not sure this is one I'm gonna be able to shake, and maybe that's mostly okay. That's a role I can play. I have six children and not one of them puts a whole lot of stock in strength. That's okay, I just think I always will. I've got a lot more language around it now. It isn't as straightforward as I used to think. I'm beginning to see where my strength ends and someone else's begins, where my flexing stops benefiting someone else and starts to just make them feel small. But I've also settled into a very deep appreciation of what I sense within, which is really truly a a rocky core that keeps me much more grounded than a lot of people out there. I'm not going to apologize for that. I think it's there on purpose. I think what I've started to tell myself is simply this. I am strong. I've stopped saying, I'm stronger than you. And I've started simply saying, I am strong. So the next shadow layer that I came up with is just strength. And I realize that that means different things to different eights. But to me, it's that tough act we put on and that need to be stronger than everyone around us, I guess. Because if we're stronger than everyone else, they can't hurt us, impose themselves on. Yeah. They they, can't hurt us or harm us. Yeah. Erin, do you have an I am? Like, how would you put it? Tougher than you, but... I think my stronger is different than physical. Like you would say I'm stronger because you're physically stronger, right? Well, physical is just one component. Right. It's strong in all aspects, I think. But the physical component is very, very real for me. Yeah. So
1: the physical component for me is is never been the way it has been for you and a lot of you ate. So I don't I don't relate to that. I shouldn't say that with an asterisk <laughs> because when I was skating as a teenager, I, I did, wouldn't stop. Like, I mean, I trained harder than any other person on the ice, I think. Like mm-hmm. I just... I was so determined when I was out there had a couple surgeries on my foot like I just wouldn't stop when my body said I'm tired I'm done like when I'm determined to do something I'm gonna do it
0: so how would you define the kind of strength that you're aiming for
1: my strength would be more of like I can handle anything yeah so when my dad left and my family was falling apart I was fine I was mm-hmm. totally fine. I held everybody together because I can handle that, right? I'm the strong one. I'm not going to lose my mind. When we're in a stressful situation, I am always the person who is
0: capable. Mm-hmm. That's what I was expecting you to say. Kate okay, Don Rizzo. Average start to see themselves as the rock. <laughs> The strong and impregnable one, the foundation for others in their family or their professional circle. This has benefits reinforcing their self-confidence and their can-do spirit, but it also means that eights must suppress their weaknesses, their self-doubts, and their fears. So
1: do you want to be someone else's
0: rock? No, only temporarily.
1: Me too. I can be that person in crisis, but do not lean on me for months or for long periods of time to help i can't
0: sustain that no we want to teach them to be their own rock (laughs) yes yes, yes. um yeah anytime i i feel like someone is is leaning on me to be their strength then i back up (laughs) i just i I back up one step just to see if they're able to stand and if they are i back up another and i'll stay there you know only so long bracing them up and then i'm like okay training wheels off
1: As soon as I feel that, like that dependency thing and the lack of ability to take initiative on your own, I don't even think I back up. I think I just disappear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You ghost, as they say.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say I ghost because I'll I'll definitely, I can't do that. I think that's- You'll ease your way out. But I will ease my way out. I I won't be available.
0: Would you say that on the whole, you truly do perceive yourself as stronger than everyone else? I would say when
1: I was younger, yes.
0: You, You still don't? I I don't think Think I about do. humanity, okay? The mass of
1: humanity. I think that I value so many Enneagram numbers for different strengths now that I'm like I I just don't see myself as being
0: I really want to say That I don't see myself as stronger than other people anymore, but I still do.
1: (laughs) I still do. But you still have physical health, and I think that's part of it, is that my health is diminished.
0: It's more than that. I feel like I am more grounded and able to stand on my convictions. I feel like I waffle less. I feel like I am more rooted in what I believe, and I am willing to deal with a whole lot of pain and pushback that other people are just going to roll over and concede on. I, I just do.
1: So you're rolling over and conceding. I look at that sometimes as some people are just okay in their piece of where they're at. But this goes this goes back to church for me in the the need to make everybody see everything in our lens. And I don't feel the, the need to do that anymore. Do you think
0: there's such a thing as truth? Absolutely. So sometimes there's things you have to stand on because they're true. I agree with you. Other people, but sometimes they don't stand, stand. They get pushed over. But sometimes we stand on our there's truth. There's a line though there's a line
1: but go backwards and the truth you stood on and you were determined to stand on and I did too at 18 I'm horrified about so we can know our truth and we can know it's absolutely 100% true the day we're in it and we can still be a year out and go holy shit what was I standing on we can and we've done it before it's between me and God I don't need the world to see my truth. truth
0: the truths I stand on they're actually the same truths from childhood The difference is I got rid of the human scaffolding. That's the difference. So instead of that truth being through the wording and the lens of the humans that were in that institution, I I cut them out spiritually and I went straight to God. And now that truth has a deep inherent rootedness to it that makes me incredibly secure. And I think a lot of humans don't actually have that. They've never done the work. They'd rather go to other humans and get their wording.
1: I agree, but I also disagree. And I think that we're making judgment on where people are with God based on where you feel you are with God. And I, I don't think that's fair. I think that's between them and God. We don't get the right to sit here and say, I am more deeply rooted with God than you are. Therefore, my truth is truer.
0: And I do it all the time. And I, I think, think objectively that makes me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> <Girl> yeah, <circle. laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that's that's how that's how I see it. There's like <laughs> so part of me is like, is that
1: the sexual piece, or is that me? <laughs> no, but or is that the tri type piece a little bit, right? Where yeah. where you have that four that just goes
0: deeper and deeper and deeper, and I think there is this a double rootedness that happens with eight and four, where I am so, so familiar with my inner landscape. I mean, like I am so familiar with it. So there is no doubt in me about what I know, what I know, what I know in there, right? Um, and then it's that double extra security of that from the eight ability to withstand um, a uh, conformity or compromise and whatnot. So it's like a double fortification that happens. So I acknowledge the danger. I do acknowledge to be double fortified could be a real problem um, if you're standing on the wrong truth. But I'm just saying, and no one can change my mind, if I believe I'm standing on the actual truth... I am so grateful for that double fortification in a world that feels like it's a mud slip and slide. I'm just so grateful. And um, what it just does internally to me, that's all I can speak to is there's a security. There's just a really profound security that happens in a world that feels unsure. That means I sleep really well at night and I am not an anxious human. So um, what I have to be careful about is how I express that to the world because it does make people feel less than and
1: I am curious when you say anxious too. I, I think eights are not generally anxious, are they? I don't
0: think so. I've been interviewing people. I've been trying to find out. And there definitely are some that are, I just think maybe generally, it's not something that we Obviously trauma puts yeah, a spin on everything in I a different so. way.
1: But I was just curious if eight is... Uh, yeah.
0: I think we fortify against it. It's yeah. one of those things that we shut right. down yep. because we can choose to not feel something if we don't right. want to. It's exactly what we do. Yeah. Yep.
1: Until your health fails and you go into chronic panic attacks, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) That's right. He says they put a heavy burden on themselves to run everything. If they are parents, they focus on practical survival issues, such as making sure their children have food, shelter, decent clothes, and are getting a good education. If they have more money, they may may feel it is their place to provide cars and homes for their children and set them up in a well-paying
0: job or career. Just I want to just immediately hand are, the mic to Aaron <laughs> because I'm like, I don't want to do anything to do with this. I do not want to run everything at all. I want to run me. I just want to run me. that's I, all I want I want
1: to run the world
0: <laughs> so you know what it's all you take it away because I have nothing to uh, say about this. I do put a heavy burden on myself to run
1: everything and i'm I'm getting better at doing what's mine,
0: but I often go into these
1: situations feeling like. I can do it better. And I don't, I don't think it's because I can do it better. I think it's just the, I see the whole picture really quickly and I understand what the goal needs to be. And I know who can make that happen with all the players really quickly. So I can do it better because I can come in and, and see all that and do and implement all that. And then therefore the whole process will be better. Do you see, I'm trying
0: to like divest (laughs) you of your weird thing you have where you're trying to sound more humble than you are. And I want you to just say, no, it's just a fact I would run it better.
1: It is, it is a fact I would run it better. I know, and I support you
0: in this statement. I also will say this,
1: I will run it better with an asterisk because I never can run anything alone. I can't, I see, this is what I'm trying to say. Like I can be the boss, but I can't run the company without all the players. So when there's an organization that needs me, I need all those people. And I am very aware that they are actually more important than me because they actually do the work.
0: Would you say that you are the person who is best at coordinating everything? Absolutely.
1: I can coordinate and I can see the vision from the top and then I can delegate who's going to do what, where Mm -hmm. and how the final product will look.
0: And you like that space. I you love You like that space. being the one that coordinates I love everything. that
1: space. Because yeah. I'm not a follow through the long haul person, right? I, I got the vision and I can put the vision out there. I do want to be in charge if someone is not doing it as well as I could do it. So when someone comes in to do something that I've asked for, and they do it in a way that I don't think is great, then I get angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, c- I can do this myself. Right. And I'll rewrite that. Or I'll redo that. And that's terrible because then I'm no longer the team player.
0: (laughs) So I would love to work alongside someone like you who can break everything into its pieces, lay out the positions that need to be held. And then I know me. So I know which one of those positions I belong in. And I do not want to have a teammate. (laughs) <laughs> I want to go do that thing. So I do like the teammate. My I do way. like the teammate. I, I hated, hated team, projects team projects in school. Oh, I love oh, them. Man, because love I, team projects. I knew how it was supposed to sound and look, and no one else had the same vision, and I just didn't want to. I didn't want to have to put up with their bad coloring job or something. I loved it because it was something. someone
1: else to hang out with and talk to and bounce ideas off. And like even even with us, like you with the podcast stuff, like you just go and you run, and then when I'm working on stuff, I call you and I'm like, let's talk about this,
0: right. <laughs> (laughs) right
1: right because it's still the same way I work I don't want to talk I don't want to type this I just want to talk to you and bounce ideas
0: and that's can you imagine if we were both the same tri-type we couldn't do no this would have imploded a long time ago we wouldn't even have been able to settle on a name no
1: no here's the thing like I have thoughts and ideas everyone you're just never going to hear them or see them because Joe I will trample them decided what the image of this podcast is going to be like and I don't care as much as her so I'm like you go girl and by all means take it.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure you did say like no yellow no yellow and so that's what I had to work with (laughs) was no yellow and I snuck a few in there and then I was like okay I gotta give her some power.
1: I I really don't care that much when it comes to things like the scaffolding of how this is going to be constructed going into the future i.e making money or if we're not this is where I get involved. (laughs) I'm like, no, no. And at that point,
0: (laughs) at that point, I'm happy to hand it
1: over to you. Super happy. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Um, When we go into the stuff here that it talks about, like parents having, uh, making sure their kids have food, shelter, clothes, and are getting a good education. I'm 100% on that.
0: That is so you. That's the part I thought of. I I, was, that's
1: like my fundamental yeah. need in life is I need to make sure my kids are okay. However, the next sentence where he talks about if they have more money, they feel it's their place to provide cars and homes, not a chance. That's
0: more self president though.
1: Because I don't think that's right. I don't think that that's, I don't think that's setting my kids up for success and learning how the world works. So while we may be able to, I mean, even we are making jokes. My husband and I do invest in homes for our future. And we were saying like, it, the housing market in ottawa right now is ridiculous like just ridiculous it has almost doubled in the last two to three years like in price homes have doubled you know first time home buyers are looking at purchasing homes and townhomes in our neighborhood right now are going for seven to eight hundred thousand dollars the income level here has not risen very much at all so our children very realistically will never buy a home in our city so my husband and I a few months ago when we were looking at purchasing some other homes were saying, Oh, we should you know, we should maybe think about our kids' future at this point and maybe purchase a couple homes in their names and and then we were both like, No, <laughs> no. We'll hopefully be able to help them at some point, but that's not the way this is gonna go. And even their education, like we are in a position where we can fund their education and we have made a conscious decision that we're not gonna do that. We will help them, but we are not funding it fully. They have to work for it too. So I actually disagree with this point of buying cars and paying for their education and, and helping them set up a well job and career. I, I- want
0: to hear from some self presates about this. See if that's a focus for them, because yeah, there is a there's a security piece to that. This really does some of this really describe um, how you take care of your kiddos, and it's so interesting because my focus. It's not on any of that. What I perceive to be the way to help my children survive has everything to do with building integrity and independence in them. So my, I believe it's part of yours, but yours is that plus. Mine is stripped all the way back where all I'm concerned about is making sure they know who they are, why they are, and that they are not being conformists essentially I do not want them to stop thinking with their own brain their own heart I want them to think because they believe that not because someone told them to believe that do you
1: think that oh I want the same thing and I question my kids all the time and we talk about critical thinking and we talk about you know TikTok because they learn everything at 15 on TikTok so when my daughter says to me oh my goodness there is this amazing commercial on TikTok or like ad on TikTok and this product's supposed to be amazing I'm like okay let's go dive into that now right like let's
0: critically think it means about you're this. busier than me because I'm only doing half of what you're doing but <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why you get out on so many walks <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, no, I take the time to say, let's look this up because this, just because someone put it out there, it doesn't make it true. And who's funding this and who's funding that article and who, you know, I, I do go that, down that road with my kids, but, mm-hmm. and on their report cards, I don't give a shit. About me neither. Marks. Could not care less. I do not care. I do care about the front page. The front page is all about the, who they are and their character. And that is the only thing that matters to me yes. when I get their report card. Because it also says if they're lazy. <laughs> So that reflects in the marks, but I really don't care about marks. Whenever
0: I hear one of them spout off like a cliche or something that I know is circulating in culture, I stop them immediately and I go, okay, let's unpack that. What does that even mean? What do you think the world means by it? What do you think you mean by it? And let's reword it so that it's yours, your very own. This is what we do with this podcast. But I also wonder if a lot
1: of that isn't your four piece. Oh, I'm not saying it Coming isn't. in and saying, oh, yes, like I... the fear of your kids becoming like others, humans, right? Just not being themselves is how I maybe themselves it maybe they are authentic to themselves, right? But you, your four piece has, to, is you don't want to be like anybody else. It's possible. I'm just curious if that, because yeah. I don't have that fear
0: of my kids not being. I'll filter through a whole bunch of superficial language and see if it fits them authentically. And if it fits I'll accept that. That's the difference. And I do it with myself too. There's a whole bunch of sayings and whatnot that I will subscribe to because I've tested it out and I'm like, no, I really mean that. So that's acceptable. I'll go, even if it's a newfangled saying or whatnot, if it really means something to me, I'll, I'll accept that. But I, I do the work. Yeah. I do the work. I will not just um, adopt something because it's what other people are doing. So I'm teaching them to do the same thing, where they are, as you put it, thinking critically and taking it in and going, okay, do I really, really believe this? And AIDS believe that they will be able to defend themselves and avoid being hurt. Unfortunately, being like a rock makes them defend against many of the good things that come into our lives, caring, intimacy, gentleness, and self-sacrifice. The more threatened or stressed eights are, the more tough and aggressive they become. Lower average eights feel entirely justified in taking a hard line with others.
1: Yeah, all oh, it's true. <laughs> I definitely feel justified taking a hard line when I feel
0: I'm very right. Mm-hmm. Well, how would you describe um, when you're observing other people as weak behavior? What would you describe that as?
1: So weak behavior for me is not taking action. Always. I I always. Procrastinating. So when your child is suffering and you don't get a therapist or you don't seek help for that child, that to me is so weak. And it's, listen to me, like I'm angry about it, just talking about it. (laughs) When your marriage is falling apart and you don't seek help to fight to the death, that's weak. It's just, self-help for me is so big. It's like, go solve the problem. Don't sit here and tell me about, woe is me, it's always the same. Go work on that
0: problem. Go figure it out. That's your competency speaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and I've said it so many times, right? My daughter got Lyme disease and I was like, let's figure this out. I've, it's the same thing. Like my son has ADHD and he's not coping well in the classroom. Let's figure it out. I'm not content with letting someone else figure it out. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to solve the problem. I'm not going to wait for the school to tell me what needs to happen next for my kid. And I'm not going to wait for my doctor to say, here's how we figure out if your daughter's going to get better or not. Like I don't I don't wait for people and sometimes to a fault, but sometimes that's my superpower. Well, it's worked, it, but sometimes I think I, I miss, sometimes I think I miss the gift in waiting mm-hmm. because sometimes things, and sometimes things do work themselves out. Mm-hmm. I just never give them space to do that.
0: Uh, I think weak behavior looks a lot like people who are quick to say no to things. I really respect and admire people who are quicker to say yes I'll try that because they trust themselves enough to try it. Pause for a second here
1: because when I hear that my first thought when someone says no to me is that person has good boundaries. They probably need to say no because I recognize in myself that I burn myself out by saying yes to everything. And everyone.
0: Uh, We're not talking about the same kind of yes, because I'm talking about new experiences. I'm also
1: talking about that. Really? Yep, I am. Because sometimes people need to stop.
0: I think the whole world caters to people who want to stop and have self-care time. Like, I feel like the culture we're living in is all about indulging in saying no. So we're going to have to
1: agree to disagree on this because (laughs) I'm in the burnt out space that you haven't hit yet. I am all about self-care right now. And I've never liked the word self-care. I think self-help is weak and self-help is indulgent for my whole life until now. And now I'm like, shit, had I done a little more of that? Still a
0: yes person, though. You are fundamentally a yes person in the middle of a bunch of boundaries. Your heart disposition is I think open that's the seven piece, and light We're and bright.
1: Trying to this is what forward.
0: I'm talking about. This is what I mean. So when I say no, it's almost like an aura around someone of knowness. And it's, it has to do with, and you know, I'm reading things. It's not even just me putting an assumption about someone. It's reading a kind of like spirit of fear or a lack of trust in themselves or something that I know is there because I can see it in them. So the them. thing you
1: don't actually like isn't the no, it's the lack of...
0: It's that when they say no... I'm feeling the no all through their core. They're the kind of people who've never practiced yes. It's like, it's a way of life that they're wearing like a coat. So I don't know a lot of people like that. I know so many people like that. You have no idea how many people. I, I'm,
1: I'm like sitting back here like, mm,
0: most of my friends are yes people. So yeah, that's just not my life. Whole lot of no people and it's an it's an attitude it's a way of being i also being. <laughs> i also
1: think it's taken me 40 years to recognize that oh shit like i do not self care and self care part of that is saying yes
0: to me you're a human that's saying yes to self-care you're not saying no to the world there is a fundamental okay, so difference right. I perceive no, no, in you're you totally
1: right because the people you were talking about who are saying no because now I can start to picture who they are understand do you know the saying, vibe it's the it's they're saying no to themselves yes. all the time I'm yes. not worth it I'm not I'm, it's more important that I'm here for my children my husband my church my faith and I matter the last out of all of those things whereas you do matter
0: It's a stereotype to say that I also see weakness as people who dissolve into tears really quickly. But again, it's about the energy. So what I'm talking about is people who it feels like life is so overwhelming they can barely stand it, and so it. But those people they make are me usually feel so the people who
1: will not help themselves. Yeah, they're always the people who it's like everything's so hard and so sad, but I'm going to do nothing about it. And that's where it ends. And then tomorrow's the same story. That's precisely
0: right. Because there are also a few nines in my life who dissolve into tears because they have no barriers. And so the world, they feel it and yet do carry on and they do keep living and they are yes people. So again, there is a big difference. It's people who are just so overwhelmed that they're stuck. I struggle with that. Me too.
1: Yeah. I don't understand why you can't pick up your foot and put it in front of the other and then make the phone call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I do find really weak, people who run away from honest conversation. I don't That's even, pretty common. I don't know what to do with that anymore. <laughs> it's pretty common. But most people I'm close with are capable of going deep and being raw and honest with me and there's one or two where I remember one of my it was my closest friend at the time and we had a I don't want to say a falling out because it wasn't but something happened that was traumatic to both of us it was neither one of our faults technically but it caused a massive rift between us. And all I wanted to do was hash it out. All I wanted to do is say, let's just work through this, how you were feeling in that moment, how I was feeling in that moment, why you were feeling that way, why I was feeling this way. And let's have compassion on each other and move forward past this. And I remember trying to have that conversation and the look of like, what are you talking about? We're fine. And the realization, the barrier was up and I wasn't getting past it no matter what. And it was this horrible feeling of like, wow, I don't know you. We've had so many long, deep conversations. We've gone through the mud and the trenches together in the last five years. And out of nowhere, you just throw this wall up. And then that was it. I couldn't think of her the same because that is weak. Mm -hmm. Because you're afraid now to go deep. So then I, and then I go to, why are you afraid? I don't like that. And so we've never ever since that day had an honest, real, raw conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't usually stick around with people like that. Well, I haven't stuck around. It's not there anymore. It's not very interesting
1: well, and coincidentally, anger builds in those moments, right? When you aren't going to deal with what's there. And so her and I recently, she did something really horrible to me and wrote me a horrible text because she disagreed with a decision I had made for my family. And it was just a cruel text. It was, There was nothing constructive or kind about it and it's so interesting because i sat there thinking like she's had years of anger and she just took it out on one text on me yeah right? she pretended for years that she was fine and we were sur- surface level friends mm-hmm. but all that time the stuff she wouldn't deal with dug at her and she let it all out in this one so that's what text. you're
0: highlighting is a relationship that's built on avoiding honesty is yeah. not real and then all of a and sudden then the real
1: comes out yeah. and it's big and black. And exactly. Scary.
0: And, and, and if you had been honest doing, from the beginning, you could have cut your losses and oh started gosh, a friendship with someone yes. that actually wanted to be in it.
1: And instead, I spent years trying to repair something that was not repairable on her end. And she spent years being really, really angry. And now here we are. And, and, and now I've set my boundaries and we're not friends anymore. And I'm totally fine with that because it was a good realization for me that it wasn't a healthy space. Right.
0: We have to talk about this particular shadow layer. What is it about this layer that would stop us from growing? What about it is helpful, and we can just go ahead and keep it, but what is actually unhelpful and is breeding things that are not good in us that we need to just think about discarding?
1: I think going back to what you were saying about people who are no people, I think it's okay for people to be no people. Maybe. We don't think they should be no people, but maybe that's how they survive in the world. And so I think for all of it is we we need a lot of compassion because I think we like to think of ourselves in a very different space. But I think I want to say when I'm healthy, too, even with my friend who is cruel to me, I can go to a place where I am just sad for her. I'm sad that she's in a place to write something like that. I'm sad that she's that she's so stuck, so unhappy that she's taking her her unhappiness out on the people around her. But so it's empathy, right? Like having empathy and being able to say you can't be fully healthy and do this kind of behavior. And so Mm -hmm. that's okay. But I can still put my own boundaries in place, right? And that's my healthy place was saying I'm not doing this anymore Mm -hmm. uh, and cut that off. But I can still have compassion so that I'm not bitter. And I think stopping from growing is when we start to get so entrenched in our thoughts that we look down on the people around us.
0: Yeah, I would describe it as being very open to the fact that there are different definitions of strength and that I'm very clear on the kind of strength that I offer as opposed to the kind of strength someone else offers and that it's not my job to impose my version of strength on other people. But I'm also very, very happy to realize and understand that I believe that eights have legitimate strength that should be celebrated and that the brand of strength that we offer is very important to the world. And there's nothing wrong with kind of standing up on that and and naming it and owning it that there is a very real tangible kind of strength that we offer that is valuable. that should be celebrated it's valuable. Yeah.
1: I, I think you're right we all have our gifts right and
0: the eighth strength is the gift i have this visual that i think is helpful it's like we are built to carry the weight of the additional armor and that's the strength in a way is like this natural ability to carry weight, to carry heaviness, to tough out certain things. And where we go wrong is when we plop the same 80 pound armor on a small child <laughs> or we we. Plop it on someone who is not built for it. Well, some of us drop the, the armor onto our kids too young and yeah. expect them to be tougher, faster. Some of us drop it on to our best friends who literally do not have the bone structure <laughs> to, hold it. to carry it, yeah. the emotional structure to carry it. They're not built for that. And that's where we can go wrong. Agreed. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you Inside the Armour.